This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk preview show. We're here ahead of our clash with Wickham Wanderers. We've become a kind of a, a weird set of rivals uh, nowadays after what's happened in previous years. Um, I'm joined by a man who knows more about Wickham than probably anyone else on the planet. It's Phil Catchpole. He's match commentator for Wickham. He's on Wanderers TV. Phil, pleasure to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me, Jake. Real pleasure. Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. We'll jump straight into it. And I've got a couple of the stats in front of me here. Uh, you're on 44 points, sat in eight. So only three points off the playoffs, which isn't half bad um, in this league. You've won your last two. Your last game, I watched the highlights earlier, 3-0 win away at Port Vale. How did you play? How did it go? Yeah, fantastic away day, really. Um, we've had a really weird start to the year because we got knocked out of the FA Cup in the first round. Uh, and then the teams that we were meant to play in those Saturday games in January that are fi- the fixture weekends in League One, you know, Fleetwood have still doing in the Cup. We were meant to play Oxford when they were playing Arsenal. So we've had a couple of Saturdays off and then we were frozen off at Bristol. So it was only our second away game of the year. Um, and we've notched up 3-0 away wins back to back. So we beat Peterborough 3-0 on New Year's Day and then Saturday backed it up with a 3-0 win at Port Vale and played really well. It was a classic away day. Got the goal early, uh, silenced the crowd, um, and then sort of credit to Port Vale. They had a go. They, you know, they had a real go at us. We absorbed a bit of pressure, got the second goal, and game over. And then Gareth McCleary, at the age of thirty-five, um, scored a cracker just to put the ice on the cake. Really, so um, we've got no defenders fit, but other than that, it was a good day. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get onto that later on. Um, but yeah, I was going to say it's a class win. I think I wish we'd done that because uh, yeah, our win at Port Vale was certainly not as good for the for the heart rate as yours was. <laughs> so Phil, I just well, want to ask you. Those ones are very quickly. enjoyable. The ones you come back and get late, they mean a lot, don't they? So I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. We- <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, let's hope for our sake or, or for Derby's sake that we have another one of those this weekend. Um, but Phil, just want to ask you to sum up the season so far. Obviously, we're, we're sort of edging into the business end of the season, as, it, as it's called. Um, uh, as I said, you sat just outside the playoffs. How do you think it's gone? Uh, do you know what? Pretty good. You know, with all things considered, it's been a challenging season. Um, you know, we lost David Stockdale 
um, the goalkeeper in in the summer. It looked like he was going to stay. It was all kind of all done and dusted. And then uh, he was commuting from Leeds to play for Wickham Wanderers, which um, which was uh, a sign of his character and his commitment to the game. Mm. Uh, and he was loved at Wickham. He was a huge presence in the dressing room, a bit of a leader. And then Sheffield Wednesday popped up the day before he was meant to sign for us. And we're like, you know, we're, we're just down the road. Do you want to come and play for us instead? <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, he's currently warming the bench there, but he's he's a big character off the pitch and is key to what they're doing success-wise. Uh, so we lost him. We lost Dadabay Wackenfema, which we knew was going to happen. Um, and his role on the pitch was getting less and less, although he was still a fantastic presence off the bench and, and making a big difference in games late on. But once more, he was the leader of the club, really, the spiritual leader uh, underneath the manager, really, that ran the dressing room. Um, so we lost two huge characters um, and they were difficult to replace, or irreplaceable, really, and certainly in Bayo's situation. Um, so it's taken a bit of time for the squad to settle down off the pitch, if that makes sense, just to kind of work out the natural order of the dressing room and find out who those leaders are and those people who are going to make the difference. Um, and we've, we've got we've got there now, but it took a few months and... We had a bit of an injury crisis in midfield, uh, which really crippled us at times. So we had a very patchy first half of the season. We had a really good December and an excellent Christmas. And we've started the year well as well. So we're in good form now. And we're just three points outside the playoffs, which considering you know where we were at, um, I think we're quite happy with because I think we were 15 games out last season. Um, we were 10 points outside the playoffs and we got in on the final day and got to Wembley. On another day, we'd have beaten Sunderland and we wouldn't be sat here now. But, um, but yeah, so we're hopeful. But, you know, it's the hope that kills you, Jake. You know that. <laughs> I do know that. Yeah, I know. Supporting Derby's uh, shown me that maybe too many times. Way too many times. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I was going to say, it's it's impressive. You've actually managed to get that far. I remember checking earlier on in the season. And, yeah, I remember the, the injury crisis that you had. And, yeah, to get through that and to be in the position you're in is, is quite good. I want to to cast your mind back earlier in the season. Uh, we faced you at Pride Park. What did you make of that day? Uh, well, it was a game that was always going to be sort of high on the emotions, uh, <laughs> especially from you guys, which we totally appreciate. Um, and it was great to go there with fans because I'd been there in the championship covering the game um, behind closed doors. And obviously it's a magnificent stadium. Um, but, you know, that behind closed doors season was a ghost season, really, for many aspects. Mm. Um, so it was great to see the place with the fans in. It was great for the Wickham fans to be able to go up the road and uh, and tick that off watching their club as well. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it was a decent game. I thought Wickham, you know, for large parts of it, gave a good account of themselves. Uh, it was Anis Fometi doing the, the business that day. Sadly, no longer with us at Wickham. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought, you know, you're a massive club in this division and, you know, you've got decent players. And I think it was near the end of the reign of um, of Rosinia, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was, yeah. You could tell the pressure was on um, and you could tell the expectation, the level, um, et cetera, was incredibly intense. Um, but when you guys had possession and were building momentum and pressure in games, you know, you guys in the crowd were fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it was a great game to watch. Sadly, for Wickham, it was uh, the wrong result for us. Um, but I didn't think we disgraced ourselves. We gave ourselves a very, a very good account of ourselves. Um, and yeah, it was a tricky set of fixtures. I think we played Sheffield Wednesday either the week before or the week after away as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, that shows you what a crazy division this is. Um, but yeah, um, I don't, I didn't see anything that day that particularly gives me any fear 
for Saturday. It's more the recent form that gives me the fear. For you guys. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it was a great day, you know, an enjoyable day um, other than the result. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you, you spoke there about that was right near the end of Rossini's tenure and that that sort of build up play that you referenced there that's that's gone that's long gone that is that is not our game anymore and yeah i think i think Rosinia with us give us a a good sort of building block to stand on he brought in some good players but yeah as you said there our recent form under under paul warren's been <laughs> yeah a bit sc- scary for us as well we're not used to this <laughs> It's. I mean, I have to say, it's great to see that you guys you got yourself sorted out. You've got a fantastic manager in Paul Warren, who I don't think there's anyone on the planet that knows more about getting out of League One than Paul Warren. <laughs> um, you know, you've got somebody who owns the club now who generally looks like he cares about it and and wants to run it properly and within the laws of the game, which helps. Um, so I know you guys have been to the very brink, but it's good to see you back. You know, talking about football again and getting the fans through the doors and and seeing decent football again. And, you know, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It is. It absolutely is. And, yeah, nice. Uh, I knew you were going to bring it up. I knew it was going to come up at some point. It's the elephant in the room, Jake. Come on. <laughs> Someone has to bring it up first. <laughs> it is. It is. And, yeah, I know you spoke about the, the fans at Pride Park getting uh, Derby away tickets. is like gold dust at the minute. So I hope the Derby fans book the car park early in advance as well. Because Well, yeah, if we... you're not booked now, you ain't getting into our car park. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know, It's, it's world famous for a reason. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, Phil. Um, I just want to ask you about um who are who are the sort of top players? Who who should Derby fans be looking out for? I had a, a quick look on Fotmod beforehand, which obviously isn't the most reliable source of information in the world, where it's picked out Josh Scow and Lewis Wing and Alfie Mawson as sort of three of your key players. Would you agree with that? Uh absolutely. Uh Josh Scow and he was man of the match on Saturday for the three 0 win at Port Vale. Um, they call him the mop. He gets absolutely covers everywhere. You know, he clears <laughs> up in front of the in in front of the back four or the back three, depending on what we're doing on on the day. Um, but he can play a bit as well. You know, he can pick a pass. Um, he, he only ever scores one goal a season. You'll be relieved to know he got that on the opening day. So he won't be. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not expecting him to score, but he's not there to score goals. But he's there really as as a destroyer. He's fantastic. Um, he gets up and down the pitch. He, he really breaks things up for, for us. Um, but like I say, then he, he, he uses the ball really well. Um, so, yeah, he's. I think he's one of the best midfielders in this division. Um, and having seen a lot and, you know, taking my Wickham Wanderers blinkers off saying that as well. <laughs> so I'd be saying that if I wasn't a Wickham fan. Um, um, you haven't got to worry too much about Alfie Mawson. He's been injured since um, just before Christmas. Um, but before then, uh, he was a Rolls-Royce of a defender. And it's only his injury record that means he's down in League One, really. Um, mm. And he wanted to be somewhere where he, he could enjoy his football and enjoy being around. And he had a fabulous loan spell at Wickham Wanderers back in 2015, which um, he was minutes away from jacking the game in altogether. Then the phone rang and Wickham picked him up. And he was our player of the season, uh, having joined us on loan. And then the re- he went and... He got in the England squad, he played in the Premier League, and mm. then unfortunately the injuries came. Um, he's a bit of a Ledley King. We have to manage him. He has to have a different training <laughs> load and, and what have you. Um, and I don't think we'll see him back in the team until they're absolutely 100% um, sure that he's OK. Um, so, yeah, I'm I, I, I'm not sure. He may be around for Saturday. Getting information about injuries out of Gareth Ainsworth, basically impossible. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he may well play. But if he does, 
He's a brilliant defender. He reads the game exceptionally well, as you'd expect from a Premier League level defender and his distribution as well. Fantastic. Um, who was the other player you mentioned? Lewis Wing, was it? It was Lewis Wing, yeah. Yeah, Wing, he's been with us a year now and he's settled down. It took him a little while. Um, he kind of had a bit of a rough spell on loan at Sheffield Wednesday and at Middlesbrough, he was struggling to get game time and he's found a decent home at Wickham. He's moved down south and, you know, he's had a family and, yeah, he's he's really settled down and, him and Josh going together in midfield are a really good combination and he's he's getting stuck in and he does his fair share of dirty work as well. But he's a wonderful technician on the ball and uh, he can he can ping a goal in from outside. A bit like Hurahan for you guys. He's that kind of player. Um, you know, if you give him the ball in a tight corner, you're more than likely to get it to one of your own team, which is often helpful. Um, <laughs> but if the ball drops to him, you know, within that 30-yard area around the goal, then he can ping him as well. Um, so yeah, he's been a joy to watch at times this season. Yeah, I remember he, he scored a great goal against us for Middlesbrough a few years ago. I mean, it's, it's probably yeah in that that thirty yard radius. He just hammered it into the top corner first time. It's like oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> can't really can't really do a lot about that. So yeah, let's hope uh, uh, Paul Warren's listening and knows to uh, close him down. Make sure he doesn't get a chance. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask as well before we started recording, Phil. You mentioned about a little bit of an injury crisis at the back. Could you explain sort of what's going on? What's happening? Well, it just seems, I don't want to bang on about injuries because every club has injuries and it's always a bit of an eye roll, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, refereeing decisions and injuries. Everyone's like, yeah, they happen to everybody. Get over it. Um, But it seems that when we've had our injuries at Wickham this year, they've all been in one position all at the same time. So earlier in the season, we had all our midfielders out. Um, and at the moment, we had Ryan Tapazzoli, um had to, to to get subbed off in the 24th minute on Saturday against Port Vale. Uh, he's a brilliant defender as well, by the way. Um, and Chris Farino's out injured. Alfie Mawson's been out injured as well. Um, there are sort of three senior centre-backs, uh, so to speak. Um, so on Saturday, we had a back three made up of um, Joe Jacobson, Jack Grimmer and Jason McCarthy, who were basically fullbacks. Mm. Um, so we had three fullbacks and two wingbacks uh, across the back five. Kept a clean sheet and the keeper, Max Striek, um didn't really have a lot to do. So hopefully the system... Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, Tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. System's working fine. Um, <laughs> but like I alluded to earlier on, the injury news out of Wickham Wanderers, um, I mean, they could all be fit and ready to go for Saturday, all I know, or, or we might not ever see them again. It's one of those, you never know at Wickham. So, um, <laughs> yeah, at the moment, it's to have three of those players of that calibre out, I think would hurt any squad in this division. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's the only concern for us going into Saturday. Yeah, well, Derby were actually in a similar situation earlier on in the season and we had almost, we only had one fit centre-half 
and we ended up playing a centre mid at right back. We had a left back at centre back with our one fit centre back and an attacking midfielder at left back. And they played that well together. They're still the back four we use now. <laughs> so you never know. You never ever know. Maybe that back three is the future. <laughs> well, Gareth Ainsworth always says, you know, it's about adaptability, especially at our level. <clears throat> and, you know, you can create opportunity. You know, you can discover new things about people. And, and they, then, yeah, you could be that attacking midfielder, could be the best left back there is now. You never know. So, <laughs> well, Louis simply's doing a job. He's doing a job. I think he can be uh, quite proud of himself because uh, before the season started, people used to joke about how he can't tackle and he did the Sibley swipe. And now he's one of the best left backs in the league, which is so <laughs> weird to say. Um, but speaking on the other end of the pitch, um, obviously, you've mentioned Mamete's gone. He, he's gone to Bristol. Um, I've had a look at your top goal scorers. I've had a look at quite a lot of stats, actually. And I've noticed your defence is very good. But going forward, you, you've created the 19th most amount of big chances and 13th most XG, which for a team near the top isn't great. And your top scorer, obviously, now he's gone. You've got McCleary and Wing both on five goals. Who's the biggest danger, man? And would you say that that's an area you may be struggling in? Well, my, my muscle memory... I just want to say Mameti because he was the danger man. Um, he's not he's not with us anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean the the stats are are not new to us. We know how we play and and we're clinical and 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 we've got a system. Uh, it's a small margin system and it's been uh, the hallmark of Gareth Fane's worst time with us. You know that's that goes back you know ten years. Um, uh, I think you know Gareth McCleary, Premier League experience. He's thirty five now. Um, he's not been in the starting lineup um, recently and he's been on the bench and every time he's come on, he's had a real impact. So he's giving Gareth Fainsworth a real headache now because he came off on Saturday and played brilliantly, won a penalty and scored a fantastic goal. Um, so he's going to be pushing for a start. Uh, he's a wonderful player on his day. Um, we've signed a lad on loan from Wolverhampton Wanderers, Chem Campbell. He, he came off the bench for the last 10-15 on Saturday and, and looked like a player in the Anis Fometi mould. You know, he, he likes to drop a shoulder, got bags of pace, got a few tricks, uh, eye for goal. Um, you know, if he can fill Anis's boots between the end of the season, that would be great. Um, <laughs> Sam Vokes, although goal scoring stats wise, uh, not his best season in his career, um, had a fabulous time of us last season. Um, but his all round play is absolutely vital to how Wickham Wanderers play. Um, his aerial ability, his flick ons, his hold up play, very intelligent use of the ball. And he's a great striker as well. You know, he's got over 60 appearances for his country. Um, so, you know, I think we expect him to kick on between now and the end of the season. He's had a few little niggly injuries which have disrupted his rhythm a bit. And Brandon Hanlon, again, he's missed most of the season through injury. He got his second goal on Saturday. Uh, sort of a trademark sort of pace and power. Um, he's an exciting player. Um, so, yeah, they're the sort of the um, the likely candidates now. Um, you know, Lewis Wing, we talked about earlier on, he's sort of vital too uh, to how we play. Um, but, yeah, you know, we're the stats thing is brilliant. I, I don't know if you remember when we beat Oxford in the playoff final um, a few years ago. There was an amazing Sky Sports stat that had us bottom of the league in every single stat that you've mentioned, you know, like your XG. There was even a stat we'd never heard of called width per passing sequence. And we were bottom of that as well. Um, so we were, and Oxford were very much top because they were sort of Carl Robinson football, football, football. Um, and the only stat that mattered that night was we beat them 2-1 and we went to the championship. So um, we've often sort of looked at the stats and gone, 
Cool. Okay. I'm sure someone likes all this somewhere, but um, you know, <laughs> but at the moment it doesn't really do us any any harm. That's quite interesting, actually, because you you get a lot of managers. Obviously, you you have those sort of stats, and people brand it anti-football. Gareth Ainsworth's obviously been with you for a really, really long time. I really like him. I think he's class. He, he makes me laugh. Um, and yeah, all the clips of him in his band and stuff like that is brilliant. I, lo- I love his character. <laughs> and do you, I mean, he's been there a long time, hasn't he? He knows the club inside out. He'll know every single player inside out. The brand of football you play, is it a brand of football that the fans get on with? Because we've seen at other clubs like Burnley, obviously before company came in, there was a lot of animosity towards the, the Dyche way of playing. Is it similar at Wickham? Uh, do you know what? It's all about results. If we're winning, no one cares. <laughs> if we lose a few, it's like, you know, it gets mentioned. Um, but then, you know, we had a game, this is early on in the, in the Gaz era, probably about halfway through, we were coming out of League Two, I think, and we were away at Rochdale and they had um, Brian Barry Murphy, who I think now works for Pep Guardiola. You know, he had the nice slacks, the jumper, the trainers with the white sole. You know, he looked the part, he spoke the part. They had the split centre-backs on a, on a terrible pitch, by the way, as well. They passed the death out of us. They lost 3-0. We had 25% <laughs> possession, didn't win a single corner, yeah, and won the game 3-0. They got mm. relegated the year after that. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? It's horses for courses, the pyramid in this in this country. If you want to do that, go and get a job in the Premier League where your centre-backs are comfortable receiving a five-yard sideways pass from your goalkeeper with a striker bearing down on your grill straight away. You know, Gareth Ainsworth plays percentage football. He gets the ball in the box quickly. We play exciting football, by the way. You know, if you get the ball flicked onto a guy who's running at full pelt, he beats a man and sticks it in the bottom corner. Um, that's quite exciting to watch. Mm. excuse me but it's a lot of snobbery in football um and what we notice a lot i mean i do it on on our podcast ringing the blues um we find the best comments um from the opposition fans on twitter and on the forums (laughs) and people get really upset with how we play football but they only get upset when their team's been beaten by it (laughs) um so yeah, it's only a problem our style of football when you've when you've lost to it, um, and that's not anything to be honest with you. Um, yeah. We haven't got any money when it comes to like signing wonderful players who want to be out of pass, you know. So you buy players, you get the very best out of them, you get as more out of the group than is the you know some of their parts, whatever you want to put it. You find a system, you stick to it, and you know what Wickham Wanderers got in the Championship for the first time in their history under Gareth Ainsworth. He's the best manager in the club's history. You know, that includes Martin O'Neill. Um, and in 50 years' time, will we remember how he played? No. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. And yeah, when you're talking about passing out from the back, that was, again, you go back to Derby under Resilia, it's a similar sort of thing. That's the football we tried to play earlier in the season and it doesn't doesn't always work. So yeah, it's if it works, it works, doesn't it? If, if it does work. So yeah, and also it's good as well to see I know, obviously, you're not a new club up the pyramid anymore. You've established yourselves, but it's always nice to see clubs making their way up and and enjoying themselves along the way. Well, that, you know, that's why that's why the the English pyramid system is revered around the world because we've got promotion and relegation. You've got teams like Burton, Wickham Wanderers, who've been up in the Championship recently, um, and it's great stories. And equally, you've got teams like yourself. You know, Pompey were down at bottom end of League Two not that long ago, getting twenty thousand a week. 
Um, you know, Wrexham still can't get in the football league, although they might do this year. <laughs> this pyramid creates wonderful stories, and you know, and and I think especially like in Latin America and North America, they look at this and think, "Wow, this promotion relegation thing is um, is quite exciting, isn't it?" Yeah, it adds an extra level of jeopardy. I think <laughs> if you word. can't go down, if you can't yeah. go down, what's the point? So yeah. <laughs> No, I agree. Um, and I was going to ask you, we might as well not speak about it now. How do the team approach fixtures home and away? I think we know <laughs> after that one now. Um, but one question I do have for you is, are there any weaknesses in this Wickham team that you think Derby could exploit? Um, I think, you know, we get, I think with Wickham Wanderers, if you can match our work rate and you've got better technical players, then, you know, you, you will win the game. Um, but we've got a lot of fight in us and sometimes it's not easy to beat, to match us in terms of that system. Um, so when we play big clubs, we often roll them over because we, we're harder, you know, when we try harder, we run further. Um, so you've got to earn the right to beat us. Um, and a lot of big clubs, um, don't realize that. And they kind of swan into town, like Sunderland did it a few years ago and they kind of rolled up and, and uh, and expected us to roll over and have our tummies tickled and and you know we excuse my French we kicked the shit out of them and won one nil um, and their fans absolutely hated it um, but they to their credit they learned and then they came back and matched us and then beat us um, so that's how to do it I would say you can't roll in and just think we're going to pass them off the park you you can do that but first you have to get you have to have a scrap and get a match us physically and if you can do that and get an early goal that's the key. The early goal is often key um, because if we do, if we've got something that we want to defend, be that a draw or, or a narrow one nil or something, we will disrupt the flow of the game like you've never seen before. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the challenge as well. Um, so, yeah, so to get, you know, start fast, Paul Warren, you know, Paul Warren doesn't play too dissimilar to Gareth Ainsworth. He knows the system. There's a huge amount of respect between the two. Um, which I think makes Saturday very interesting because it could they could almost cancel each other out. Um, so, I mean, I've got a lot of time for Paul Warren, both as a, as a manager and as a person. I think he's a wonderful guy. Um, and I think he'll know exactly the, the DNA and the blueprint of Wickham. And I think, you know, the biggest thing that he will do and he will get right is he'll respect it because I think people who haven't done that in the past have come unstuck. So, yeah, I think work hard and you'll be all right. Well, I hope so. And that leads very, very nicely into the last thing to talk about. Phil, I want to know your score prediction for Saturday's game. Wow, wow, wow. Well, obviously, I can't predict us to lose. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> I get fired. Um, and, I, and I don't think we will anyway. Uh, so I'm going to go for a Wickham win purely oh. because of the number, because of the stats. So you guys have been on this incredible run. And we all know they have to come to an end at some point. Um, so. Yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Wickham Wanderers win and I won't have any nails left at the end of it, put it that way. <laughs> I am going to go completely the opposite and I'm going to say a 2-1 Derby win. But, <laughs> you know, this is exactly the sort of game that we end up losing. We're so good at that in the past. I, I, I know this team's made a different stuff to the, the Derby teams of recent years, but I don't know if we could get a repeat of, what year was it? The year we beat you 2-1 at Adams Park, didn't we? I think Wisdom scored. That was yes, his only league time, goal yeah. ever. Yeah, that was his only ever goal. Which <laughs> <laughs> is typical for you, I know. But yeah, if we could have a repeat of that, that would be uh, very nice for me. Probably less nice for you, but it would be, uh, yeah, 
We're all big <laughs> enough and ugly enough to understand how football works, so we'll see. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. But Phil, genuinely, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've really enjoyed this and I hope all the listeners have as well. Um, if people have enjoyed listening to Phil tonight, Phil, where can we find more of you? Uh, well, um, on the Wickham Wanderers website, if you if you want to dare go on there, or um, <laughs> at Blunt Phil on Twitter, although there is quite a lot of Wickham stuff on there too, I'm afraid. But um, yeah, at Blunt Phil across all the socials. Um, yeah, so um, you know, I'm not too tribal, honest. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant stuff, right? Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, I've really enjoyed doing this, and I hope you have as well, Phil. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you. Nice one. Cheers, Jake. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.